Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 93. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. Welcome to the podcast that hopes to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Indeed. So today we've got a bit of a special episode for you. We're going to be introducing a friend of mine. His name is Mike Ginsel. He's been on a bit of a fitness journey over the past few years, and, and he's agreed to come onto the podcast, talk a little bit about his ups and downs and, you know, sort of what keeps him going. And so we're really excited to talk to him about that. So hi, Mike, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me, Andrew and Zach. It's an honor to be here on Breaking the Barrier. Amazing. Thank you very much. So, so Mike, tell us about yourself. Um, we always try and start these things with a little bit of an elevator pitch. You know, we've just jumped into the elevator. We're going up, uh, you know, 20 odd stories. Give us the elevator pitch. Who is Mike Ginsell today? Well, uh, I haven't heard that term in a long time since hospitality school, but the elevator speech, but um, I am Mike Ginsell. I am 29 years of age. I'm originally from New Jersey, but I now live in Orlando, Florida. I'm currently a graduate student at the Rosen College of Hospitality Management at the University of Central Florida, which is a mouthful. Go Knights, charge on. Wow. Um, I work currently for, well, I'm currently furloughed because of COVID-19, but I worked for the mouse, the very famous mouse in Orlando. Oh my God! Were you like the the bubble that they just had for the NBA there? I, wish, I am in resorts, but my resort was not my resort's not fully open just yet. But um, I did have a lot of friends who worked in the NBA bubble, and it was an incredible experience for them. I'm very jealous because I would love to have that opportunity, even though I don't know too much about sports. I know basketball is the one where they make three pointers, and that's about it. If they're good, they do. Yes. Yeah. Zach's a tiny basketball player. I don't know if Zach has ever mentioned <laughs> basketball before. Uh, Maybe once or twice. I think yeah. we've mentioned the bubble on on this podcast as well because the NBA was a great example down in Florida where cases were going all over the place and everyone was like, how in the world could they do an isolation bubble in the middle of that? And then they somehow pulled it off because of the mouse. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Walt Disney World has its own um, – it's a campus, basically. You can seclude it pretty nicely, and they used quite a few resorts. Um Couple of my friends who work in resort operations helped out and they enjoyed it very, very much. Um, I was very jealous, but um, hopefully they'll help bring me back soon to my home resort. And um, what else is there about me? Uh, my health and fitness journey, just a real quick one. Um, I started working about two years ago on my health and fitness journey. I've lost about 95 pounds, very close to the big 100. Wow. No, and, and in, in Australian terms, I believe that's about 35, 40 kilos. If I did the I was about to do the conversion, but you've yeah. done it for me. This is good. I've had to train Andrew to do the metric conversions and he still can't do it. You've been on this thing for five minutes and you've nailed it. Well Whatever. done. Whatever. Is this is this how this episode is going to go? Is this is what it is? Uh, Andrew, I'd like to introduce you to your replacement. Um, okay. This is an interview. I'm happy for you to be involved. Yeah. Okay, we're teaming up against me. Okay, I, I see how it is. Cool. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Uh, that's fair. Um, so, I, I mean, I kind of want to get back into COVID a little bit later, but re just real quick, uh, how, how is... Can you just talk a little bit about how COVID's really been affecting you, especially in resorts with something as huge as as you know mouse land disney world i think we can sure. say it on the podcast absolutely no and i can say it i, I can feel as long as i'm not talking negatively about the company um i'm clearly fine to talk about it i'm currently furloughed and i'm not trashing the name um i'll say as a disclaimer that all views are of my own they don't represent my company they don't represent me i think she knows they represent my own opinion excuse me they represent my own opinions basically <laughs> don't sue me i have no money um so fair enough i stopped working uh, in the resorts around mid-March, just right after my birthday, actually, I want to say. So sure. mid to late March, it was a plan of like maybe two, three weeks. I kind of had an idea that it might be longer. We didn't really know too much about COVID-19. 
I thought it would be a very much similar to like the swine flu. Maybe I was thinking, okay, maybe yeah. a couple of weeks, maybe they'll contain it, and we come back in late April, early May. Eight months later, still shows how much we knew. Indeed. Oh no, 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 <laughs> we did not know that much at all. But um, it has affected me in terms of like I don't have full time employment right now. I'm relying on my side gigs. I do. Um, I'm an extreme couponer, so that's that's a very American thing to say. Um, I do extreme couponing. I teach clients all across the, the U.S. how to save money and how to do the couponing in uh, one of the drugstores. I sell um, a lot of the items I do get for those coupons. I make custom bundles for a lot of my clients who live in Central Florida um, at a very reasonable rate. That way, they get the great savings without doing the shopping, basically. And a lot of clients who do not want to go out because of COVID nineteen, I'm their personal shopper. So I take wow. item doing that. I love it. I have several clients on my roster who I meet weekly with items that they need. I figured it's two for one. I make good money and then I can also help people. So there's that. And I'm also a mystery shopper or a fancier term, an independent contractor for a nationwide mystery shop company. So I've been doing those two and those were part-time gigs to kind of like help with my cosplay or do some upcoming travel, hint, hint, trying to go to Australia next year. If you know, the world will cooperate with me. here because i just renewed my passport so but uh covid has affected me and a lot of that i it's a lot of unknowns and the gyms were closed in america for some time or at least in florida so i had to rely on home workouts for about four or five months give or take um i was in jujitsu for a little bit but then that had to get postponed uh and yeah basically i've had to adapt and learn a new way of life over these last several months so it's been very it's been hard but it's been manageable at the very end of it good and so what but so what brought you into that fitness journey what was the what was the turning point of why you decided that you wanted to get healthy change your life change your outlook that sort of thing sure um so i have always been a chubby boy or chubby guy um i struggle with my weight probably since I was like eight or nine years old and I'm only just a young 29. So about 20 years I've been struggling with my weight. Um, I was a very, like I said, I was a picked on kid quite a bit, middle school, high school and college. I was always the heavy chubby kid. Um, I tried Weight Watchers probably two or three times and I had some results and some success, but, and this is no dig to Weight Watchers. I don't need Oprah coming after me and trying to murder me in my sleep when I say this. <laughs> she will do it. She absolutely she will, will. She'll have Stedman yeah. do it. Love Stedman do yeah. it. It's all good. <laughs> And you get stabbing, you get stabbing, you get stabbing, everyone gets burned. Cool. But Weight Watchers, unfortunately, did not teach me anything about nutrition. It had a point system and I didn't learn anything about nutrition, which could be my own fault. But um, You learned lots I, about math. Yeah. Oh, I do. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had like a little calculator in, in restaurants and I was, I was said in one of my interviews, um, I got interviewed by uh, James Buckley, who is does superhero strength over another Aussie guy. Sure. I said that I worked out in trash bags quite a bit. I wore sauna suits yeah. and oh. not a good look at all because I was wearing that trash bag couture for everyone to see. <laughs> and you could tell that's the number one thing. No, you don't do that. But mm-hmm. um, I struggled with weights for such a long time. Um, the turning point for me was in 2018 um, I was very unhappy with life. I was sleeping four to six hours a night. I was tossing and turning quite a bit. I felt sick. I, I'm sure a lot of obese people can feel the same, but there's like a thickness to being heavy in terms of like you just feel sick or like just mm-hmm. like you can't. I felt like the, just something was trapping me almost in a way. And the sleep got so bad, I had to get referred to a uh, sleep doctor. So I had to take a sleep apnea test 
uh, in late November, December. And it was getting to the point where I was diagnosed with moderate sleep apnea. I had high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, diabetes runs in my family, high cholesterol runs in my family, high blood pressure runs in my family. So a lot of risk factors are in it. And my doctor sat me down and said, listen, you really need to take care of this or you're going to hate to say it, but you're going to be looking at an early grave, yeah. you know? And she said wow. it very, she said it very bluntly. My doctor and I have such a great relationship though. She is someone that was rooting for me from the very beginning. Um, she said, you know, I understand what you're going through. Cause I was going through a lot of like anxiety, depression, you know, you name it, I've been through it. But I remember my absolute turning point, quote unquote. I mean, I've said I had several, but the big one that I can recall, I was at the sleep apnea doctor. I got my results. I was crying in the parking lot. I was just, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I said, it, for me, it felt like it was do or die. It was either I'm doing this or I'm dying. And I know that sounds very dramatic and very Dawson's Creek. I don't want to wait kind of moment right there. Um, <laughs> but I really felt like that was my turning point. And then that's when I found um, cosplay actually. Um, that was a huge turning point for me. And I will, we can talk about that like in the next segment, but um, I think those, those are my two major turning points, finding cosplay and then realizing how bad of shape I was in, almost 300 pounds. Right. Wow. Which, how tall are you, Mike? I'm six foot one and I don't know the meters unfortunately. So Andrew can keep his job. 185, 186. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 185 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, so 300 pounds on a 185 centimeter frame is, is heavy. You know, that's, yeah. that's quite yeah. heavy. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no. And so it was cosplay. So cosplay and, and exercise, it sounds like kind of went into a bit of a cycle then of mm -hmm. cosplay led to exercise, which led to probably different cosplay opportunities and so forth. Yeah, so cosplay for me came into it because um, I saw Zachary Levi in Shazam. I saw the promotional photos and I was like, wow, that suit's really red and really cool looking. And I love Zachary Levi. I liked him in Chuck. I liked him in a lot of other things. I think that's the name of the show. I, mm. I haven't seen it in a long time, but um, mm. I, I love Zachary Levi. In fact, I loved him from Obscure Title. Um, he narrated a Monopoly documentary called Under the Boardwalk. And I still have that copy of it because I was a Scrabble player. Um, that's another thing. I was a competitive Scrabble player for many years and that got disgustingly bad too. Um, I got very disgusted with that scene, unfortunately, but I love a lot of board game documentaries. So Zachary Levi's always been an inspiration. And then when I found him, I found the wonderful world of cosplay on Instagram. And that led me down a rabbit hole, which led me to Andrew Lutomsky, who is known as well, Thor of Oz previously, but now just Andrew Lutomsky, who is a personal trainer and Thor cosplayer from Melbourne. Oh, he originally from Melbourne. He's out in Canberra. Um, and I started talking to him in November, October, November of 2018. And I became his client officially in March of 2019. And he specializes working with cosplayers and doing that whole health and fitness journey. So the cosplay kind of led me down the rabbit hole of Instagram, which then led me to Andrew. <laughs> right. Excellent. Yeah, Zach Levi, he's about, I think he's about 6'3 or something like that. So he's a pretty big dude. So he yeah. filled that costume out, that Shazam costume. He really did. You know, people think it was padding, but I'm like, ah, probably half and half, I'd say. Yeah, there's, half yeah. Half. I, I think he, he genuinely got pretty jacked for that role. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and he played it he, so well. Like, it was yeah. just, I was, that was the first movie I saw in a long time where I saw it two or three times. Before I even saw Avengers Endgame twice, I saw Shazam twice. Nice. And um, just that story of, I think that story of Billy Batson really resonated with me, a kid 
who turn into a superhero, like a superhero who acts like a 13 year old. I'm like, that's pretty much me in cosplay. So I'm, a, I'm a giant kid in the candy store because I never really did that growing up. I didn't like tie a towel around my neck and jump on my bed pretending I'm a superhero. I didn't play with superhero action figures growing up. I didn't read comics. I didn't really watch any superhero stuff unless you count Lois and Clark, uh, The New Adventures of Superman yeah, on hmm. the WB, on the old good old WB in America. <laughs> Um, I had not seen any full-length Superman movies, and I can hear Andrew's heart just rip into shreds. I think we're done uh, here. All right, it was great. <laughs> Good night, America, Australia, <laughs> world. But um, I, yeah, it was just I never grew up with that. I never grew. Up, I don't want to say I didn't have a childhood. I did have a childhood, <laughs> lovely childhood. I was in Boy Scouts. I, um, I was in Boy Scouts. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really have. I didn't really do too too much in my childhood in terms of extracurriculars. Except mm. for if eating counts and watching television, whoop, but not Superman <laughs> stuff. But I never really had that. And it it's so cool that there's an acceptable form of nerds being nerds. I hate saying it that, but like just yeah. people embracing that childhood, like we could just wear costumes and just I have made some of the best friends and the best family in my entire life because of cosplay. Uh that yeah. man next to you included. So how does it work in the cosplay world? You guys need to educate me on this. Is there like sure. divisions where you're like a Marvel cosplayer and they can never cross paths with DC cosplayers and then like, you know, it's water and fire? Or? There are there I, are those that would probably say yes. <laughs> I, don't, oh. I cosplay both Marvel and DC. I've done Captain America. I've done Robin. I just did Superman uh, not too long ago on my Instagram, Mike to the fullest, if you want to follow. Shameless plug. <laughs> Um, I, I've done a mixture of, of Marvel and DC on uh, my cosplay family, uh, the Gotham underground cosplay, which is a family group, uh, in Florida, they are DC primarily, but we do have a couple cap cosplayers. Um, Robin was my go-to for them usually. So I have a good mix of both. I don't have any villains yet with the exception of kind of villain, a Jean Grey Phoenix. I do a, a, um, gender bent version because Jean Grey is female. I do a male yeah. version of that. Um, and that's where I entered the cosplay battle with that we spoke about before going on air. Um, I used that for my entry. So I have a good mixture of both. You can cosplay whatever you want. My personal feeling and a lot of other cosplayers, if you want to wear it, wear it. Doesn't matter yeah. if you look just like the character or not. I think everyone has a right to be whichever character they choose to be. Absolutely. That's just my personal opinion. Absolutely. And so, okay, so we've 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 gotten into fitness. We've gotten into cosplay through, you know, fitness. Kind of, what have some of the what have what have some of your proudest moments, some of your milestones been? I mean, obviously, something really great happened today. So start there, work your way backwards. Let's let's sure. hear some. Okay, so I entered a. I would never think about this. So, um, extraordinary men of cosplay, which is a Instagram channel on Instagram, Instagram channel on Instagram. I'm just great at this, by something. the way. Um, so Extraordinary Men of Cosplay is a cosplay channel on Instagram that celebrates a lot of men and actually women too of cosplay. So every year they host a battle royale, which is kind of like a March Madness. A, there we go. Another basketball reference. Bang. This is in <laughs> my wheelhouse. Two in one hour. We love it. Um, so it's like a March Madness style competition. I entered last year. I did not get selected into, because uh, they make teams of two. The admin makes teams of two and you go against each other in various rounds. So this season, which was the fifth season they've done it, I had several cosplays I could enter because I built my repertoire over the last year. So I entered quite a few and I was accepted into the competition as Phoenix, as a wild card entry. And the, and the battle started about a month ago with 170 teams. The way it works is you have to get the most votes 
for your matchup via Instagram by liking the comment or hearting the comment. And um, when I got in, it was a wild card entry with a Gambit character who's also gender bent, uh, Amanda Glorian. Gotta give a shout out to my friend Jenna in Brooklyn. I love her. We were complete strangers. We just started talking and we had a game plan of just, you know, reaching out to our network and trying to get as many votes. I thought, okay, maybe I'll make it past one round or maybe I will be eliminated in the first round. Perfectly fine. Um, but surprisingly, a lot of my family and friends got behind me. Um, I bugged the hell out of all of them because <laughs> I'm very competitive. And somehow tonight I made it past the fifth round of competition. Um, we were actually eliminated in round four. We lost by three votes, but because there was an odd number of teams in that round, they advanced the highest scoring team that did not win their matchup, which was our team by a considerable margin. So we got a second chance in the fifth round and we won our round tonight. So we are in the semifinals. So the final six teams have advanced. So I'm in the final six with my partner and um, hopefully we can go a little bit further, but a lot of great opportunities have happened because of that. I'm very proud of putting myself out there in a full spandex suit for the whole world to see. I think that's a huge accomplishment. Um, yeah. Moving backwards, um, hitting like the highest amount of weight I've ever lost, I would say was a huge accomplishment. I lost when I hit about 65, 70 pounds. That's when I was like, whoa, that's a lot. That's like a second grader, third grader <laughs> or year two or year three. I think they call it in Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Three for three. I'm just nailing it tonight. Um. <laughs> I think a major, I ran a 5K uh, at Walt Disney World, a cast member exclusive 5K, and I beat my old time by like two, two and a half minutes. I ran one in 2014 wow. um, back home in Jersey. Um, what other major accomplishments? I, I got into a magazine, uh, Cosplay Alliance magazine. I was a, co I, uh, I got in as Green Lantern, which was my fir very first cosplay that I ever did was Green Lantern. And I had my first photo shoot done at a con, and I never thought I would be able to do photo shoots and like, get into a magazine and you know all these really cool things um i think another proud accomplishment was i love shopping now i love clothes shopping so much like i can go into a store and like shop the racks no problem whatsoever i'm mm. not in the husky section or the big and tall shops and no shade to those who shop there there's a lot of great big and tall stores but to go into the 30s in mm. jeans and to have one letter on the tag of my shirt <clears throat> That's a huge thing because I've never, I haven't worn a large shirt since like high school, yeah. like year nine, year 10, maybe. So I think those are a lot of the, and then um, I guess the biggest one, the biggest ones is I'm um, having a clean bill of health for my doctor who almost dropped her clipboard when she first saw me at the six month meetup at the six month mark when I was at about 235. And then again, she saw me at 205 towards the end of last year or beginning of this year. Um, losing 40 points in cholesterol, uh, blood pressures. I'm almost off my blood pressure medicine. Sleep has been like a dream now. So a lot of different um, milestones, both in cosplay and in health. So I think there's a lot to celebrate. Amazing. So, so how do you do it? I mean, that's obviously the, um, the the secret sauce that everyone wants to know. You mentioned running in there. You mentioned weights training. Like. Mm -hmm. What, how, how, what, what was, you know, a lot of it would have been nutrition, I imagine. Absolutely. But uh, in terms of an exercise sense, what was there as well? Not eating full pizzas, number one, even though that's very <laughs> hard. Um, so Andrew and I sat down and we did, um, I use my fitness pal daily and I love yeah. my fitness pal. Um, people are like, oh, it's tracking so hard. I'm like, yeah, I love it. I don't really like, I'm not someone that's like, I have to like watch every single calorie, but it's good to know where I'm at throughout the day. I think keeping a food journal has been like the biggest thing for me because I've never done that before. And 
that was number one. Number two was, um, I didn't go on any special diet, like the keto diet or Atkins or mm. eat this weird plant from this weird tree and lose 10 pounds in two minutes. Like I didn't- I guess when you're used to eating whole pizzas, just cutting it down to half a pizza is a big change. So- Yeah, well, there you go. Listen, my sister tonight, I actually, on my Instagram story, I uh, there's these uh, little toaster pastries called Pop-Tarts. I'm not sure if they have them in Australia. Yes, yeah. we yep. know them. Yep. Yep. Okay, so they were on sale at my local supermarket and they were the big 12 packs. And I could have destroyed one of those 12 packs in probably two, three days when I was like 300 pounds, probably even quicker. And my sister's like, just have a half one, have like a little treat. I went, girl, who eats half a Pop-Tart? <laughs> I'm sorry. Who the hell eats half a pop tart in one? Like, and it's satisfied. It's like, yeah. love my sister to pieces, but I was like, oh, honey, I'm going to eat the whole box in like a day or two. And yeah. I think it, for me, the big change was, yeah, I can have a pop tart sometimes. Like, I can have that pizza sometimes, but it's definitely been watching macros a little bit. Um, getting back to what Andrew gave me a um, Andrew, my trainer. I always, I, I have. What's funny is that I have Not two this Andrews Andrew. now. I have, I have <laughs> Andrew. Lorenzo, who is my life coach, which spoiler alert, there he's there's that. And then I have Andrew Latomsky, who is my trainer. So if I say Thor, that's trainer. If I say soups or Andrew, there's, you know, what I'm saying. But Thor, Andrew gave me um, macros to kind of shoot for each day, which is like protein, carbs, and fat um, within five or 10 grams of each. Uh, just as a guideline, um, I have never worked out so much in my entire life. <laughs> The first two months before I worked out, before I met, before I worked with Andrew, um, Thor, it was that I did cardio and, oh my God, the sound of my thighs slapping together, it was absolutely horrendous. I was terrified for like the people next to me thinking like, did that guy smuggle hams in his like gym shorts? Because, like all, all you hear is, I'm like, it's painful the first like two, three weeks. But as I got skinnier it got a lot better i work out probably four to five times a week um i do cardio at least four or five times a week and i do weightlifting about three times a week and i still get to the point where um i work out i do a full body weights training um and then i have a specific uh dumbbell exercises um i do uh i almost said elastic bands um those stretchy resistance bands yep um a lot of that I have started to do a little bit of yoga, not too much yoga, but a, a lot of flexibility is needed for like characters like Spider-Man that I want to do. Yeah. And I think yoga would definitely help with that. So I've started yeah. that a little bit. My sister took me to a yoga class when I was back home in Jersey before COVID hit. So I definitely want to get into that more. Um, so yeah, definitely the big changes for me were exercising about four or five times a week, about 30 minutes, between 30 and 90 minutes, depends on if I'm doing weightlifting and cardio or just cardio that day caloric intake has been reduced greatly and also watching what i eat having those occasional treats but not going absolutely overboard but i have been there done that still throughout my weight loss journey it has definitely had some bumpy roads yeah excuse me um it really comes down to being accountable which is what thor andy tells me you know what tells our group we have a group called the accountables team accountables we just stand accountable to each other and that's the big thing is that you can lie to my fitness pal, you can lie to your trainer. It doesn't help you because you're lying to yourself primarily. So I think that was the big thing was checking myself, especially. Yeah. And so that's, that's a lot. That's, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have a great schedule and you know, it's, it's no. now, it's, well, <laughs> some days are great. Others I are mean, well, you know, it's, I it's, just, well, that, yeah. that, that kind of, that kind of segues into what I was going to ask, because that is a lot. It, it sounds like you've got a lot going on. Um, what keeps you motivated? How do you stay motivated day to day, week to week, month to month to make sure that you're 
going forward as much as possible. Oh, there are some days where I'm not motivated at all. I mean, if you if you talk to people that are low, I hate that that's such a negative Eeyore answer, you know, oh, I'm not motivated sometimes. It's true though. There are some it days happens, where- you, yeah. Yeah, motivation sometimes is not enough. You just need to realize that you have to do it. Um, What keeps me going? Well, I think, I, I often think about my past self every now and then Um, being that heavy, overweight, you know, kid that was in the closet. I am proudly, openly gay. Um, I struggled with my sexuality for a very long time and that also led me to overeating. Mm. And I think I try to remember that 15, 16 year old Mike, I try to remember that feeling of not being accepted, the feeling of not being loved, the feeling of just desperately wanting to be that superhero. I think actually one memory that sticks out in my mind is when I was 16, it was Halloween and you know, I wanted to be Superman for Halloween. I wanted to be Superman for Halloween. I thought it would be so cool. I I think Superman Returns just came out mm. and I still hadn't seen it yet, which, you know, Andrew, don't reach to the screen and try and murder me. Um, I was very much like, oh, I want to be that character and be that superhero and just <clears throat> walk through school and not be Mike, but be Superman. Yeah. And I remember my mom famously told me, I just don't want the kids calling you super fat, man. And that broke my heart. And I was Clark Kent. And I had the the store-bought Clark Kent costume with the foam muscle chest. And um, some of the kids made fun of me at school because I was a very fat Clark Kent. And I try and remember, you know, I, I don't want to say like I remember the bad things, but like I'm motivated by knowing that, you know, I had been in such a bad spot in my life and that I will never be that again. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm always doing it constantly for that younger version of myself who I, I feel like I, if I could go back in time and just give him a hug and say, come out, love yourself, be who you are, stop using food as a crutch. Stop, mm. it's not gonna help you. You know, French fries may taste great, but it doesn't fill that hole in your heart. It just fills your body full of fat, I'm sorry. Mm. And we, and your, your family loves you and you just don't love yourself right now, which is okay, which yeah. is okay. You're gonna learn to love yourself in a few years time, but you really need to start practicing healthy habits because it's gonna be a lot easier for you. Yeah. Um, I'm often motivated by, um, other people's stories. I'm motivated by I, I, a lot of people have come to me and shared their story, complete strangers on the internet. And I am so inspired and honored that I have inspired people's journeys on Instagram and on Facebook, my friends and family. I think I'm motivated by that. I'm motivated that, you know, I have, I, I, the fact that I've just taken control of my life over the last two years and sort of really worked on myself and put myself first. Sure. I think that's what the main motivator for me is that I am putting myself first and I always put others before I put myself very, very much throughout my entire life because that's, I was always the people pleaser because I was the kid that got picked on. And I was the kid that, you know, wanted to be loved. I always try to make people feel good. I never ever took care of myself. And that's where it got me to almost 300 pounds. So I think the main motivator is to always put myself first. I know it sounds so selfish, but you have to, you cannot fill anyone else's cup if your cup is empty. That's a great saying it's, I once heard. It's yeah. exactly, it's, it's like uh, the first aid principle. You can't help someone if you yourself are in danger or gonna get hurt. There's no point jumping into traffic to save someone if you're gonna get hit by a car. You gotta look after yourself first so that you can help other people. That's so right. yeah, it makes, it makes complete sense. It sounds like there's a whole bunch of motivation, Mike, not to go back to certain sort of stuff. What about in terms of positive forward momentum motivation, like <laughs> things you're doing in cosplay or fitness goals? Do you have any of those? Um, I try to have like, I had like a number in my head when I first started, I want to be under 200 pounds, which I'm about five pounds away. Those last like 
I've fluctuated over about 10, 15 pounds over the last several months, which is not a bad thing, but I would love to get under 200 at some point. Um, cosplay goals, I reached Superman status for me. That's a huge one. Um, Shazam, which again, we spoke about it earlier, is that was the main motivation for me to get into cosplay. So to don the, as they call it, the big red cheese or, or those <laughs> red tights and that red bodysuit, I think would be a huge cosplay milestone for me. I want to do more photo shoots. I would love to do more magazines. I'd love to get more podcast interviews. So if anyone's listening, you know, hire me. Um, no one listens to this. That's true. That's okay. For the, ten, <laughs> yeah. for the tens and tens of you that are watching and listening, thank you. Drive Andrew's safe. mom will call you up. Yep. Yeah. My, she doesn't even listen to the damn thing. <laughs> That's horrible. My mom would be like, this is a great television show. Mom, it's a podcast. It's she, a great podcast. She said to me a couple weeks ago, what happened to your podcast? I said, what the hell do you mean? She's like, well... I haven't listened to it in six months. I'm like, yeah, mom, we've done like 40 episodes since then. It's still going. <laughs> Great, mom. Um, so the 10 who are listening, thank you. Hire me. Um, I'm looking for work. But I, uh, I want to continue on with that success and that, you know, I, I think uh, Andrew and I made a, Andrew made a great point. Soups, Andrew, uh, made a great point in one of our sessions that you can't always live in the past. You can't always sort of, you can't rest on your laurels. So I'm mm. constantly reevaluating what I'm doing. Um, I'm doing DexaFit now, which is like a body scan program. DEXA scans are called, and I work with DexaFit Orlando, which is a great company here in Central Florida. I do my body scans with them to see if I can lower my fat percentage, gain some muscle mass, simple goals to where I can, you know, really shoot for something, but not overcomplicate them. Like I want to lower body fat percentage. That's, you know, a goal I'm looking for. I want to eat less processed foods. I'm still someone that, listen, if there's a nugget, I'll eat it. I mean, I'm sorry. I love nuggets. And me and my trainer go back and forth on that, which is funny. But I am very much learning how to eat less processed foods and make my own foods and sort of that. So continue to improve in nutrition, um, get below 200, like I said, uh, gain muscle mass and make this a forever journey for me is that I really learned that this is not a diet anymore. I think yeah. one of the big things for people that are trying to lose weight, it can't be a diet. Yeah. It has to be a lifestyle change. You're not going to keep the weight off. I looked at Weight Watchers as diets. I looked at temporary weight losses as diets and diet to me translates to once I hit my goals, I can go back to eating donuts and French fries and pizza. Sure. I could not and would not, put myself through that again after being having such a public weight loss journey with so many people i just feel like ultimately um going back to where i once was would be a disservice to everyone that i have inspired but also the biggest disservice to myself because i've put myself through so much yeah and that's and that's you're exactly right isn't it because whenever somebody well not whenever but a lot of the times when people do go on a diet they give themselves that set date or that event or whatever it is that they want to get quote and unquote skinny for or lose the weight for. And then as soon as that's over, they look at that as, well, it's now over. I can indulge now. And they gain the weight back twice as fast, which is why whenever you do uh, have some kind of a lifestyle change like that, you have to have not only a goal like that goal date, but you have to have a reason why. You have to have your why and why you're doing it because otherwise, once that date passes, what's keeping you there? Exactly. Um, yeah. I definitely think that, and there are days where I struggle. I will be the first to admit, I still struggle with food. I think I always will struggle with food to a degree. Yeah. Um, I definitely am not someone that's looking for six pack abs and 0% body fat. I'm looking to make this a manageable lifestyle. Yeah. Um, to me and Thor, Andy, my trainer basically told me, you know, I don't want you eating out of containers three meals a day. 
You know, some people do that and it works for them. And I, and I applaud them for that. That's not me. I like to be able to mix and match my foods. You know, I've had a lot more salads, a lot more greens, a lot more um, making my own chicken and making my own, you know, turkey burgers and, you know, a lot more fruit, a lot more water, um, way less soda. Coffee has become more of a thing for me. Uh, trying to find those manageable lifestyle changes to where, you know, only once a week I go out to fast food or, you know, once every few weeks of the treat, I'll do that. You know, I think that's what a lifestyle change is all about. It's not, I can never eat sugar again, or I can never eat carbs again, or I can never go to McDonald's again. Like that does, if you start, when you start limiting yourself yeah. like that, that's setting you up for failure. Like yeah. I know that I would still eat fast food occasionally. I still know that I would go out with my friends, go out to a bar, go out to a club, you know, and you know, some nights are not gonna be great nutrition wise, but I think what's great to know is that one night or one week or one month even of bad decision-making doesn't erase the last two years. No. It only erases it if you let it go beyond a reasonable amount of time. Cause like I said, between November of 2019 and March of 2020, I gained about 15 pounds. I fluctuated quite a bit. And then when the pandemic hit, I lost again, another 15, 20 pounds. And then the last two months I've gained about five to eight pounds, but I've managed to fluctuate and then go back down. I think the maintenance portion is the main thing. It's easy to lose weight. It's very easy to lose weight. It's very hard to maintain it though. That's yeah. the big thing I've learned. Yeah. And I think the hard thing for you is that the proof of your journey is with what you're doing it's getting into this particular costume or it's being in a photo shoot it's all through the camera it's not like um oh well, yeah can i still run a 22 minute 5k or can i still bench press this amount of weight like you can afford um for a couple of goes at least to let the nutrition go and still be able to perform that way athletically the camera doesn't lie the camera doesn't let you get away with that so yeah. you know that's sort of the extra challenge you've got in terms of those are the goals you're going for versus a half marathon a marathon an ultra something like that definitely um with cosplay as i said earlier, spanx doesn't lie it doesn't yeah. lie and um it's hard because there are, and I, I, I cosplay community, I would say is 90 to 95% positive people. Mm -hmm. There are always going to be a few jerk offs in every party, in every group of life you live in. I literally had someone say to me that I was a six rate Captain America on the Las Vegas trip. And I was like, six rate Chris Evans, I will take, or six rate <laughs> Captain America. I'm like, I'll take that. That's a six. Hey, I'm in the circle with Chris Evans, you know? Um, I had someone say, um, I didn't have the right body for Phoenix or the right body for Superman. And I, first off, I'm like, who the hell are you to judge, dude? Yeah. Because I, really, like, it costs nothing to mind your business. Really, it does. And there are going to be people out there that are going to be like, you don't look like a character. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not doing it for you then, boo-boo. Move on. Yeah. There are several See, lanes. Is, there are yeah, several lanes is... out there, man. This is where the comic book nerd comes in and we had this conversation, Andrew and I, about, well, which version of the character are you talking about? Because if you look back through all of the different comic books and TV and games and movies, you will find a version of the character that looks like you. They've done them all. They've done Superman skinny. They've done Superman massive and thick. You know, they've done him super muscly. They've done, there's 50 different versions off the top of Superman that all look a little bit different. So if someone's never seen you as that character, well, have they looked at all of the source material to prove that that's Absolutely. true and correct? 100%. And Superman was a very big milestone for me because Superman looks of, he is a classic American superhero. I mean, you don't need, you know, I don't need to tell too much about Superman. You got Superman in, on your podcast here, but that's a cosplay that I 
attempted a few about maybe 40 pounds ago. Maybe I was like maybe 50, 60 down. It just didn't feel right, look right. And I want to feel good and feel right in that costume because especially with Superman, he is so beloved in the American pop culture world. Yeah. You know, Superman is a symbol of strength and a strength of and a symbol of hope and the good and the future. You know, he's the big blue boy scout for crying out loud. So mm. I want to do him justice. And I feel like with my recent photo, I do have a little bit of muscle padding in there to give it a little three-dimensional look. But I was very satisfied that that photo came out the way it did. You look good in the suit, man. It looks great. And I mean, he said to himself, do I need any more recognition? Hello, the guy who looks like... Let me tell you about this guy. <laughs> this guy. But I definitely, I definitely, with Shazam especially, I want to look right. I'm going to use a muscle suit for that too anyway because I feel like Zach Levi's rendition was very, you know, very, you know, yeah. looky. Hmm. But I want to feel right in the costume. Sure. I, because if I feel right in the costume, I'm going to be able to perform that character a little bit better at cons and conventions. And, you know, yeah, your posture will be different. The way you walk will be oh, different. The way you look posture. will be different. Yeah. yeah. Superman's yeah. posture. My posture has improved greatly with Green Lantern, Robin, and Superman. My posture has been even, you know, better. My chiropractor has even mentioned that my spine is a little bit more, you know, it's, I'm staying up a lot straighter. I'm tucking in a lot better when I'm on the uh, chiropractor table. So Amazing. I definitely think that's inspired too. That's awesome, man. That's really awesome. So I guess as we, as we wrap up, I got a couple more questions. The second to last question I'm, I'm going to ask you. Sure. Um, I, I was going to kind of try to talk to you about a, a piece of advice that you would give yourself mm -hmm. 10 years ago, but you've done that. You've said that, come out, love yourself. I was going to ask you about a piece of advice that you would give somebody in the fitness, on their own fitness journey. You've done that. You know, it's don't look at it as a diet, look at it as a lifestyle change. So I'll go a little bit, I'll add some specificity to it. What would you say right now? Because a big part of your journey, the last six months, uh, eight months really, has been during COVID, what would you say to somebody who is finding it really difficult to, I mean, I know that we all have trouble mo uh, getting motivated sometimes, but finding the difficult, uh, uh, finding it difficult to get motivation during one of the toughest times in our lifetime, what would you, what piece of advice would you give to somebody trying to find that? I think one thing is from one of my favorite Broadway musicals, um, Annie, Hey. The sun will come out tomorrow. That you bet your bottom dollar that the sun will come out tomorrow. So brighter days are, are going to be ahead. I definitely think with COVID, people don't realize that there are going that this eventually will. This too shall pass. Mm. From one of my favorite songs, uh, "Damage" by Danny Kane. Uh, this too shall pass. Um, and I'm sure there's a famous quote. I'm, I'm blanking right now. I know it's probably from something even more popular, but that's how I know it. But this too shall pass. The sun will come out tomorrow. It's going to be a lot brighter future. Happier days are ahead. Number one, we will get through this. I think that is one of the big things that people think this is forever now. It's not. Yeah, we're having a new normal, but eventually we will beat this. I personally believe that. Um, you're going to have bad days during COVID. I certainly have had bad days and I have had struggles since the beginning, middle of August where I gained a few pounds. Do not freak out if the scale is going the wrong way. Do something about it, correct your behavior and keep moving forward. I think that's the big piece of advice I give to anyone who's struggling right now with their weight loss or health and fitness journey during COVID. Keep moving forward. Take it one day at a time. Take it one meal at a time. Take it one minute at a time if you have to. Get yourself out of bed if you can. Take a shower. You know, get 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 a routine going if you can. 
but try your best, excuse me, every single day that you can do that every single day you can do something great for your life. That's a positive thing and moving forward, but don't beat yourself up too hard. It's a very difficult time right now, but keep moving forward. That's the big thing I would say. Brilliant. Okay. And Zach, would you like to take us home with the final question? Do I get to ask the final question? You do, sir. He's never let me do this before, Mike. I'm actually quite happy about this. Um, Um, you gain your moment. I know. Okay. So Mike Ginsell, what would you attempt if you knew you could not fail? Hmm. <laughs> what could I, what, if I want, if I could attempt anything and not fail, what would it be? Yeah. Hmm. Probably complete a triathlon. I think that's definitely one. Really? I think um, I used to watch uh, a show that's very popular in America called The Biggest Loser. Yep. Uh, yep. And in one season, they actually went to Australia and they did a triathlon. And I watch, I watch old seasons of The Biggest Loser just because it's inspiration. And I don't know why. I love trashy reality television. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, more on that in just a moment. But um, I would love to complete, it, complete a triathlon, which a swim, a bike, and a run. Just say I did it. Um, yeah. If I knew I could not fail, I'd love to try out for like a reality television show like Survivor or Big Brother. I've been a huge fan of all that, of that genre for the last 20 plus years. And I know that may make me like a trash human, but I love competition reality shows. I love competition. So maybe like an eco challenge or like an amazing race where you can race around the world. I've auditioned for all three of the big ones on CVS. So I auditioned for amazing race with one of my best friends. I'd love to go do that. I would love to run. I think traveling around the world, being almost hundred pounds lighter would absolutely put me in a better physical spot. I think I would be better at that competition. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a good serious one though. Maybe they're good triathlons, are they? Those, those, those are pretty tri- serious. Uh, <laughs> triathlons, I, I think that'd be fun, though, to do a triathlon. I think if I, I could try and not fail. Well, I mean, it's got to be fun. I mean, you don't want to try something that you're going to hate. And, um, Or maybe you do. Over here in Australia, they do they do these business corporate triathlons, which are much shorter ones. So mm-hmm. they're like a very short swim, very short. You know, we're not talking about the Hawaiian Ironman, which no, is no, no, like no, a no, marathon no, not after. The big, not, the, not the big mega ones, but like a small one would be cool. Or like uh, I would love to do a 10K or a half marathon someday. That'd be fun. Um, I've attempted running 10Ks. Those are pretty difficult. So I figured mar- I give marathoners so much credit because running it for a long time is difficult. Um I'd love to be able to run my own hotel someday and really do like um, a, and have like a lot of health and fitness related activities while on vacation. You know, I would love to run like a health and fitness resort. That'd be really cool. Kind of like a place where people come to lose weight even. I think that'd be even a great thing to to run one day, like a bed and breakfast, but like it's a healthy breakfast, but like, it's also uh, just a great place for people to come for like a week or two and come lose weight and kind of, you know, get into a better lifestyle, you know, have, therapy sessions and have you know trainers available and like i think they do that but i would be i would love to run one i think that'd be there's a growing niche there a lot of people are now planning their holidays around where can i exercise when i'm on holidays how can i get my workout in whilst i'm traveling yeah yeah Yeah. i look for gyms now in my hotels that's really i have looked for gyms um even before a con i was at a central florida comic-con in january right before covid hit um I stayed at the hotel right next to it. I even did a workout before the con. I was like, I was so like, I don't want to say I'm obsessed now, but like I look for if it's a good gym or if there's a Planet Fitness nearby or if they have a pool. I So I definitely would love to get into that 
mindset definitely of running someday a health and fitness like gym or gym excuse me hotel with that yeah, as, a, as a focal point there's something there andrew and i at one point we were going to do a podcast on how to keep exercising when you're traveling like literally two weeks before COVID hit we had that one lined up in the yeah. chamber because i was about to go do a bunch of traveling and now no one's traveling international and all but but kind, i think there's, seemed, there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's an idea there that whole hey come here and you know you can go off and do other stuff but look we've got these routines and these schedules you can just you know you can keep your your burn going whilst you're staying with us absolutely brilliant cool Love that all right, Mike. Well, look, where, where can people go to find a little bit more about you? Would you like to direct people towards your cosplay page? What would you like us to advertise for you? Absolutely. Um, you can find me uh, mainly on Instagram at Mike, the number two, the fullest. So Mike to the fullest with the number two instead of T-O or T-O-O. Um, that's where you can mainly find me. Um, I am on Facebook and Twitter, but I don't really use those as much anymore. And Facebook's kind of private for me. So Instagram's the main place to find me at. Um, I do have a Patreon that's coming soon, hopefully for couponing stuff, which I have been working on endlessly, but COVID kind of scratched that right now. So that's still mm. in the works. Um, but Instagram is the main, main place. I welcome anyone if you want to reach out. Mike, the number two, the fullest, Mike to the fullest. And I'm happy to chat with people on there and follow me, my weight. It's, a, it's not just cosplay, it's weight loss, couponing, my graduate school career, all that, a lot of it. And just parts of my daily life on there and i really love it um tiktok maybe someday but instagram is the main one for me amazing and do you have anything else that you want to add in throw in say that we didn't cover um hmm well first off i'd definitely like to thank both of you for having me on i'm so grateful to share my story with the tens and tens of viewers that you do have <laughs> anyone who listens to um, I want to absolutely give a huge shout out to the Gotham Underground Cosplay, which is my cosplay family. If you want to go follow them, it's at the Gotham Underground Cosplay on Instagram. Uh, Andrew Lutomsky, who is my trainer, at Andrew Lutomsky, L-U-T-O-M-S-K-I, L-U-T-O-M-S-K-I, I got it, spelled it right. M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> if I could kick him out. I'm just kidding, kidding. Um, <laughs> Team Accountable, which is Andrew's love child. I love that too. Um Shout outs to all them. And thank you to my cosplay family and friends who have guided me from day one. This podcast and this interview was for you guys. I appreciate it. I have literally the best and just bet. I just, that's all I can say is that I have the best support group a guy could ask for. So friends and family and everyone who's been following my journey from the beginning, I'm so grateful for you and I do it all for you guys. So thank you very much for having me on here and um, keep, keep going on with what you're doing in life, people. You know, we will get through this and, you know, one step at a time. That's all you can do. Brilliant. Thanks for jumping on, Mike. It's been awesome. Totally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of your journey. And uh, we really look forward to sharing it with as many people as we can. So thank you, everybody, so much for listening today. I've been Andrew. I've been Zach. And this has been the podcast that helps to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.